0: Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast, where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little sunshine to your day. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Welcome, everybody. I am recording from the lovely town of Port Angeles, Washington. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it. It is a lovely town. So this past week, uh, we went to the funeral of my mother-in-law's sister. My in-laws are in their 80s, and uh, you know, traveling for them is not uh, not easy. So we left Friday, and it took a lot longer to get to Wenatchee, Washington, than uh, the GPS said it would. But you know, I've through the years, I've kind of come to appreciate funerals. You learn a lot about people, and you know when it's family, you get a glimpse into the family's life Uh, and a time. You know, generally before you lived, their family was a farming family in Quincy, Washington, and they said that you know uh, that they weren't rich, but they always had food, and that's a lot more than you know a lot of people can say in the world. Well, in today's show, I talk about some lessons that I've learned through the years and some people that I look up to. So let's get to it. Do you have people that you look up to or people that you admire? Uh, Maybe you have a mentor or a hero. Uh, A couple of weeks ago in our Young Men uh, church lesson, the question was asked if we had anyone who we looked up to. And if we wanted to be like them, do we try and do the things that they do? And in, in my life, you know, I've thought about it, and I have a lot of people who I've looked up to and admired through my years. Before my mission, um, I was considering whether to go on a mission, and I, I really liked my bishop, and, you know, he seemed very happy. They had a great family, and I remember thinking uh, the same about our, our home teacher and uh, some other men in the ward that I really looked up to. And in a previous episode, I, I talked about Brother Brandt, my seminary teacher, he was someone who, you know, you just couldn't help loving him. He was just always smiling, and, and uh, he, he, his happiness was just contagious. And, you know, I, I wanted to know the scriptures like he did and have a love for them like he did. And he just genuinely enjoyed the gospel. He loved the church and loved sharing uh, the scriptures and, and uh, had a passion for it um, on my mission You know, I served my mission and and I really looked up to my mission presidents, President Neil L. Anderson, uh, who is now an apostle, uh, President Richard Oveson. I learned different things from them. President Anderson was my mission president for uh, about the first 12 months of my mission. And then President Anderson and his family went home. You know, I knew that uh, Elder Anderson knew the Book of Mormon. Uh, It was vitally important to us as missionaries. And he, he had a schedule for us to read while we were on my, uh, while he was the mission president, we read the Book of Mormon every two months, and we had a schedule that we would follow. and And I have in my missionary uh, Book of Mormon tally marks um, of the number of times that I read the Book of Mormon, and uh, you know it was once and twice and five times and ten times and. And then I moved over to the French Book of Mormon and I have tally marks in the front of that, you know, and five and ten. and that was in French. And I, I remember just being on fire and wanting to learn everything that I could. I had a thirst for learning and wanted to learn everything I could about the gospel. Remember, I had an interview with President Anderson and, and uh, I told him that I had started reading the Old Testament and I was going to read the Bible from cover to cover. and he suggested wisely that I start with the New Testament and told me of his love for the words of the Savior in the New Testament. As, and especially the four Gospels, and, and that it would be very helpful for me to read uh, the New Testament cover to cover first. And I was glad that I followed those instructions because not long after finishing it, um, I had someone challenge me saying that I probably had never even read the Bible, uh, never read the New Testament. And I was able to say that I had read the New Testament from cover to cover, and they were actually very surprised. And so going back to our interviews, you know, when President uh, Anderson would interview us, it was really interesting because you would walk in, and uh, he would have his shoe shine kit there. And as we would talk, he would take our shoes and he would polish them as we were having the interview. And it, I it was just an incredible act of service when most of us needed uh, our shoes polished. But uh, you know, now as I look back, you know, he's an apostle now, and I can even see more symbolism in this as it reminds me of the Savior washing His apostles' feet. In John thirteen five it says that uh, after that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel wherewith he was girded, they cometh to uh, Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. Now, I I kind of understand a little bit about what Peter was saying here. The English, you know, is a little foreign to us because it's, it's written in an older English. But Peter's saying, you shouldn't be washing my feet. I should be washing yours. And you know, he felt like that uh, he, he should not have the, the Savior wash his feet. But I think that the lesson to learn from this, at least what I, I take from this, is that the Savior was showing humility and showing his love for his disciples. And I think that this was true with President Anderson as well. He was, he was showing how much he loved the missionaries and that he was humble and he, he he still loves us today. 30 years later, I feel this love that he has for us when we have our mission reunions. You know, the Andersons were a young family back in 1991 in Bordeaux, France. Their oldest daughter, Cammy, was probably 16, 17 years old when I was serving. Their youngest son must have been, I don't know, maybe eight years old. Um, they were a young family, um, but they they were who I looked to as a model for for my future family. Uh, Sister Anderson was a spiritual giant, She and she still is today. She she put together this booklet um, on the atonement of Jesus Christ, which we all studied and learned from. And then we, uh, about a year into my mission, we transitioned from uh, this fatherly figure of President Anderson, and we were welcomed by a grandfatherly figure, President Olson. Now, Richard Olson, uh, whenever he would uh, uh, see me, he would always say to me, Oh, bless your heart, Elder Bringhurst. <laughs> he had a twinkle in his eye. And when we showed up to the mission home, Sister Oveson would make uh, us peanut butter and jam sandwiches. And now peanut butter was not easy to find in France. So this was a real treat. And there was always lots of cold two liters of Coke available. And I don't know if Diet Coke existed in France back then, but uh, you know, having a cold soda to drink was really a treat. Often in France, they didn't chill their drinks at all. So if they did have, you know, soda um, or water or whatever, it was always just room temperature, usually sitting on the table. And ice cubes were just not heard of at all. <laughs> no, one, no one put ice in their drinks. You know, when President Olsen spoke of us missionaries, I could just see the love that he had for us. Um, he, he couldn't see us doing any wrong. And uh, it made, just made me want to be a better missionary. I was able to spend uh, more time with President Ovison than President Anderson because um, I was in uh, a leadership uh, position as his own leader and we would go to his own leaders meetings at his home. And I remember gathering in their living room and and, uh, he would open the Book of Mormon and we would just read together and he would expound on the scriptures. And the Book of Mormon was just opened in my mind to me, and and uh, my eyes and understanding were opened, and and uh, I I just have a great love for the Book of Mormon, partially because of those meetings with President Oveson. Um, they were very influential and, and really uh, strengthened my testimony a lot. A couple of weeks before Christmas, we had traveled to Bordeaux uh, in a in car. We were going to some sort of conference, and there had been a train strike, and so nobody else was able to make it in unless they had a car, and most of the missionaries did not have a car, so they traveled by train. And President Oveson suggested, you know, since you're here in Bordeaux, um, I had never served in Bordeaux before. He, he said, you know, go and see Bordeaux. Have, have, you know, have some some fun today and, and, and see the, the city. And uh, and then later in the day, my friend uh, Elder Duckworth and I, we went out tracting together. And it was just a wonderful day. Got to do a little sightseeing. And then we uh, had this huge Christmas dinner at the Ovisons' home. Uh, we had ham and potatoes and even had a bouche de Noël for dessert and then President and Sister Oveson, uh told us some Christmas memories that they had, including from his mission. And it was just a wonderful time to be in their home. And President and Sister Oveson, uh Sister Overson uh, unfortunately has passed, but they were just great examples of how I want to be when I'm a grandfather. They opened up their home, uh, their hearts to us. They, they just made us feel so welcome and at home. And many, many, many missionaries uh were there and and felt this uh through through the years. And, you know, that year for me, it just made Christmas wonderful. It, it, you know, being home, uh I mean being away from home uh second year in, in a row, that really helped me to avoid being homesick. After my mission, um I have others who I have looked up to. Um as I have studied the life of Joseph Smith, um he has been a long standing figure who I have looked up to. I love the prophet Joseph Smith and um, I have loved learning about his life. Um, I know that he's a prophet, and I also know that he's just uh, someone who was at a very young age called to be a prophet, and that he was imperfect. And, and I, I, I find so much of his life just endearing, and that uh, he was put in so many hard positions, but rose to the challenges and calling, and accomplished so much in his life. I, uh, more recently, um, have looked up so much to president Gordon B Hinckley, who was our prophet for quite some time and, uh, the president of the church. And, and he's, he's just been someone who I have looked up to for a long time. His optimism, uh, was just amazing. You know, he, he told on his mission about how, uh, he and his companions would shake hands each, each morning and tell, tell each other life is good. He is often quoted as saying, "Things will work out," and uh, he he has also said, "Stop seeking out the storms and enjoy more fully the sunlight." I am suggesting that we accentuate the positive. I am asking that we look a little deeper for the good, that we will still our voices of insult and sarcasm, and that we will more generously compliment virtue and effort. I just love the way he wrote and the way he spoke. He was a master writer and speaker, and he just had such a witty sense of humor. He is one of my great heroes. I love President Hinckley. It's been a blessing uh, to be able to continue my association with Elder Anderson. He was uh, called as a general authority uh, shortly after returning home from being uh, serving as a mission president in France. He uh, uh, was actually at a state conference that I went to in Amsterdam while we were living over in Holland, and I was able to see uh, him and his family there. And then he was called as an apostle, and, and we've continued to have uh, mission reunions about every five years. It's been just something that I look so forward to. Many of my children have been able to meet him, and he always takes the time to shake uh, each of uh, their hands and to, to say hello to them. And and uh, it's just such a, a wonderful experience. And then we usually have a, a little fireside devotional. And one one of these, uh, I was actually asked to say the prayer, and it was an honor to, to say the prayer at our, our mission reunion. You know, I won't share everything, but uh, he's someone who I have uh, uh, had personal correspondence with as well, he uh, has written to me and told me that uh, he was praying for my son, Xavier, um, when Xavier was going through so many brain surgeries uh, because of hydrocephalus. And I spoke about that in episode 16. And he's just someone that I know, um, if I needed something, I would be able to call Elder Anderson. I know that he's someone that if I try to be like he is, um, just like with President Hinckley, that my, my life is going to improve. I'm going to be a better man if I try and pattern my life after uh, the example of Elder Neil L. Anderson. I am who I am today because of the people who helped me to elevate myself. There are many others who I look up to. I, I have my father, my mother, my wife, my children, many of my friends, many of my church leaders that I have you know had through the year and the, the general uh, church leaders today. Uh, like Sister Eubank, someone I really look up to. I love Sister Eubank. Uh, the Quorum of the Twelve, the First Presidency, obviously including you know our Prophet President Nelson. There's so many things that I learn from all of them and I try and see their good works and do what they do. I, I'm even doing a podcast because uh, my friend Sean Rapier was doing a podcast and I, and he took a little break and I thought that it sounded fun and interesting. and so I took a stab at it. I look to have good friends who I can I can look up to and, and, and learn from. And in November will be my one-year anniversary for, for the podcast. So it's great to to have people around you who you can look up to and try and be like them. The youth theme this year is Doctrine and Covenants 64, 33-34. And it says, Wherefore, be not weary in well-doing, for ye are laying the foundation of a great work. And out of small things proceedeth that which is great. Behold, the Lord requireth a heart and a willing mind, And the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land of Zion in the last days. Find those whom you would like to be like and do what they do. Weary not in well-doing. Do what these good people do, like Elder Anderson, like Sharon Eubank, like President Nelson and President Hinckley. Whoever it is that you look up to, do what they do and find these good people to, to look up to. And the willing and the obedient shall eat the good of the land of Zion in the last days. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that we've added a little sunshine to your day. If you like this episode, we would really appreciate it if you would rate and give us a fantastic review, especially in Apple Podcasts, because that is where uh, most of the traffic is driven from. This is a small step that makes a huge difference in how we show up when people are looking for good content. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe, and then you'll be notified when other episodes come out. And as always, you know, if you feel like someone would like this episode, share it on social media, share it with a friend and uh, it'll just help others uh, find out about us, and, and we would just really appreciate that. So I think that does it for the show today. Until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest.